Many have tried, many have failed, and she's one of them. It's Fitless with Bianca Brady. Welcome back. Another episode of Fitless, West Coast edition. <laughs> it's me, your host, your girl, she girl. Um, it's me, Bianca Brady, <laughs> back for another week. And we're still in California, just going through, trying to experience every second of the culture. There's literally skateboarders outside the window. I can see them with mine eyes. And I couldn't be more thrilled to introduce my guest today, who is an old friend as well. Welcome, Sarah Collins. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you. Hi. It's great to be here. Thanks um, for having me. Thanks for being on. Um, so Sarah and I didn't do like a traditional workout per se, but she's a seasoned exerciser. Um, tell the audience a little bit about what you do for yourself, what you have done, and where you started and why and how. Um, well, I would like to say that like maybe we should mention <laughs> Even though we didn't do a traditional exercise, we've been breathing ash for the past two days. <laughs> we have and been that breathing might ash. count as something, some kind of exertion. Like I think processing that ash is probably. I already feel lighter. Yeah, I feel healthier. We were in Santa Barbara, and there were forest fires nearby, and we tried to enjoy our time at the pool, and we actually did. But the unspoken guest was ash. Claire. <laughs> oh, Claire, Claire, Claire was also there. The, no, Ash is the unspoken guest. <laughs> there was Claire, Sarah, Bianca, and Ash. Not short for Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> so we, I think that could like maybe count as some sort of like aerobic yeah. activity. I'm anyway, with you. Um, so I talk about my history of an ex- as an exerciser. As an athlete. So I'd like to start, I guess, in sixth grade when everyone in sixth grade had to run the mile and you had to do it in less than 20 minutes. And the first time I gave it like a really honest try and just like couldn't come anywhere near it. Like I, I think I came in around, I clocked in around 23 minutes. Seems hard to me now because I think even if you were just walking, you would probably finish that faster. <laughs> but your but legs were much shorter. They were smaller, then. and I think that I was taking breaks to, like, just stop for periods of time. So anyway, they were like, okay, like, you're going to have to try again next week. The next week, I had, like, a really bad sinus infection, couldn't breathe, once again failed to meet the time. I think this time I actually just tapped out early because I was, like, just couldn't do it. It was like physically painful. So finally, by the third week, at this point, I'd essentially been conditioning more than I ever had <laughs> in my life. I somehow made it in at like 18 minutes. And I remember feeling really accomplished. But I told my dad about it. And he was like the captain of his college soccer team and was like just actually really disappointed <laughs> that oh, it was no. really hard for me and like felt somehow, I think, that he was failing as a parent to like teach me that physical exertion was a healthy part of 
the American life. (laughs) um, So he started making me go on jogs with him in the morning. Like he was always like a big jogger. And um, I would just, we would get to the end of my street, which was downhill completely. And I would be crying because of how much my lungs hurt. And he was just like, this is not acceptable. Like you need to, this shouldn't happen to a young person like yourself. So he just would like force me to go on jogs with him and I would, um, you know, just like turn back probably earlier than him anyway. But that kind of is the perfect way to ingrain a habit. Yeah. It's like you had a coach all of a sudden, <laughs> right? <laughs> Who was like embarrassed on a personal level by me, but also like just had my best yeah. interests in his mind. So couple years later, I played soccer on the middle school team. And by this point, I had gone through puberty. So I was like, just more athletic in general. Um, in high school, I played a lot of sports. You probably remember. You played. You didn't play soccer. I did. You did? Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, you played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was getting to that, Claire. <laughs> Nobody can hear you who's listening. No one can hear Ash either. Um, <laughs> you played lacrosse and you swam. Yes, and I did cross country. Field hockey? No. no. I did soccer like three out of the four years. I remember I... cross country. Yeah. And swimming. Mm-hmm. But I did not remember soccer. 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 Yeah, soccer was hard for me because I didn't make the varsity team freshman and sophomore years and then junior year I did but I never played so it was almost like I was a ghost (laughs) I wasn't really there um and that that's why I quit I think well I think I was like at lacrosse practice and the cross country coach saw me like running when we did like the warm-ups and he was like hey it seems like you have a good form and you were like, let me tell you a story about sixth grade yeah. <laughs> and the mile. I've had a private running coach <laughs> for four years. Um, what do you so, think? Because most of my guests, um, for whatever reason, maybe because I hang out with a lot of freaks, didn't do sports in high school mm-hmm. or like tried to, but it went poorly. But what did you get out of that? Like, what was that like to be on a team? Like, people love team stuff. Yeah. Um, Well, I think the main reason, I I liked playing soccer. Like, I was deriving joy from, like, getting out my aggression Mm -hmm. in that way. Um, Yeah, there's definitely, like, a camaraderie. You can, like, make a lot of jokes. It's a built-in audience for your new material right that you're busting out in <laughs> here. um yeah I mean I think I I really liked that part of it um it also got you out of gym class which I had no interest in doing I had bad experiences in gym class in middle school and was just like sort of over it maybe I should tell that actually it's kind of funny my yeah. gym teacher's name was Mr. Yankee and he could not keep me and this girl Lindsay, I forget her last name. He couldn't keep us straight. And Lindsay, like, just couldn't remember her gym clothes ever. I mean, it probably was, like, on purpose. But he just thought it was me. And he would give (laughs) me really bad marks in gym class, even though I was always there and, like, trying pretty hard. 
And I think that just sort of like soured the whole gym experience for me because it was messing my perfect middle school GPA up. Well, do you remember our gym teacher? No, because I never Mr. took gym. Mr. K? Oh, I remember who he was. Mr. Kostakopoulos. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a fake name, but it's not. He... So this is a memory that I have about him because there was a day in the beginning of the semester or the third, whatever mm-hmm. it was, where you had to like tell him what sport you were going to take um, in order to get out of gym or be like, I'm going to be in gym. You're stuck with me, man. <laughs> um, so there was a student who, for whatever reason, I'm not sure, he was older than me, only had one leg and would use crutches um, or sometimes a prosthetic leg. And Mr. K was like, all right, sport or gym? And he was like, um, neither. <laughs> it was like, you got to do one, sport or gym. And I just remember this kid going, um, Mr. K, I only have one <laughs> leg. Oh and me God. being like, ah, God, what is happening? How did he react? He was like, well, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know what you're up to. I don't, it was very awkward. Everyone was like, yikes. Oh, my goodness. But Jim in our, in our high school that Sarah and I went was, like, very sports heavy, I feel. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, just, I, I think it's cool that – I still think it's cool that you did sports. I don't think I ever felt really cool except maybe during lacrosse season because I was, like, okay at lacrosse. But I was not, like, thriving on the soccer team. <laughs> like, I was good on the JV team, but that was, like... Yeah. And then on the swim team, I was, like, basically in the remedial lane. So I was just doing it to get out of gym. Like, I was a beginner. Right. Was bad. Wasn't beating anyone in any... But you were participating. I was. I was. And you were in it. I was. You know, it was a lot of time. I also also think what it did for me was create like an endorphin addiction where like I couldn't not work out almost every day in college because I was so used to like just having this structure of finishing school and working out. That's what I was just going to ask. Like how did you transition from team sports to college? Yeah, I think I like flirted with the idea of doing intramural lacrosse, but I ended up just going to the gym almost every day instead or going on a run Mm -hmm. and just get – because I think it was – it really was very mood changing for me like if I took a week off from working out I would feel a lot less happy so I think playing a lot of sports in high school definitely was the spark for that it's like an addiction endorphins that you can't recreate that right if you're not running unless you just walk really fast to (laughs) class yeah (laughs) yeah I know I just I just think it's interesting that it was so easy for you to go from like a like a group thing to an individual thing. Yeah. I think, well, I think when I wasn't in school in the summers of like high school or middle school or whatever, I was like going on runs by myself and that. Yeah. Trained like, really, your brain. Yeah, trained. And it like, I realized that for me, it felt very therapeutic and it was a time, I think I'm someone who tends to have like spinning thoughts like worrying 
Right. Where I, it's hard for me to quiet my internal monologue. But when I'm running or like working out, whatever it w- might be, it's like that part of me is able to relax and that just focus on like my physical exertion. So it's, it's a way to like, I don't know. Yeah. I guess just quiet that anxiety or whatever it might right, be. The- that it's hard to shut off when you're sitting still. Yeah. So then you were at the gym and then you were at the gym and then you were at the gym mm-hmm. and then you moved to California. <laughs> yeah. Well, I went, I went to law school and I think I continued the same thing. I like would go to the gym. I would go on runs. One summer I got a stress fracture in my foot because I was walking a lot and maybe it was like bad shoes. So I started swimming by myself, which was felt off brand for me. Yeah. Because I hated getting in the water. But um, yeah, and then I worked at a law firm and like didn't really work out that much because I was so busy and I think it definitely affected my mood. Then I moved to California and having been a person that was like very individual in the way I worked out, I think I had just become really sick of the gym. Right. And I started doing classes. Did you do class pass? I did. Yeah. And I felt really goofy at first. Like I had done like cycling classes maybe before, but that still feels like you're in your own little zone. And then, oh, actually, I think I started doing a class in Boston before I moved. I just like decided one day that I was going to stop having negative feelings about Zumba and I did it. Isn't it so wacky? Like you have to just let yourself be fully present and like Claire just says be there. so fun. Can I just make a pivot? You have to say it into the microphone. Just for all the listeners, for all the listeners, um, for all the fans, check out Fitness Marshall on YouTube. Um, he is a like really uh, ripped gay dude who does amazing Zumba dances to very current songs. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Like, I think that's important. Like when I think there's like stock Zumba music that you should try to avoid, but the Zumba teacher I went to was like a famous Zumba teacher and she had amazing remixes where she would like get popular songs and like speed them up somehow so that you were really just jumping around faster than you usually would be. Yeah. Um, I did a Zumba episode and I had like, I had a crisis in Zumba that the same crisis that I had in intro to pole dancing. Okay. Which is like, I don't like moving in any way that could be perceived as sexual. Okay. Like in a public place. I'm like, you're trying to like desexualize the moves yeah i know and i'm like but wait i'm a woman right i can do it like why do i feel like i am not allowed so zumba is like very fraught for me i i like that you just decided i'm gonna do i'm gonna do i just had to be okay with it and actually i was like one of the younger people in the class and the teacher was like very sexual like was wearing like you could basically almost see her butt all the time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, she's so comfortable and she's having so much fun. And I want a piece of that. And like, I just want to feel that 
freedom and not judge myself for it. Yeah. And it's so fun if you just let yourself yeah. have fun in a Zumba class. Yeah. Anyway, so I moved to L.A. and was like, had dipped my toe in the class waters and just started doing random ones, like a hot yoga, a regular yoga, a meditative yoga, cycling class. There's a step class where you're just on a Stairmaster the whole time in front of someone. Oh, that sounds hard. It's called Rise Nation, and it's only 30 minutes. That's pretty good. And it's really, they have, like, flashing lights. Sometimes I close my eyes because, like, it starts to feel a little <laughs> too flashy. Yeah, I, like, get worried that I'm, like, approaching some sort of, like, seizure <laughs> reaction. But um, it's just, and I, like, switch it up because you can get really bored really easily. Yeah. So I've been really enjoying the classes. Do you find that it's path. easier here? Like, talk to me a little East Coast versus West Coast. <laughs> yeah. Fitness diffs. Yeah. Yeah, here there is, I feel like, the difference between like a more of like a hardcore workout on the East Coast is like you're not acknowledging any of the parts that are like sort of goofy and accepting them for being goofy. You're just like, this is a workout. Yeah. I am working out and doing this for my body and my health. Whereas in LA, I think there's more freedom to be like, this is sort of goofy, but I'm just doing it. And I'm not judging you, and I hope you're not judging me. And, like, we're just here, and it's allowed to be fun. It doesn't have to be utilitarian all yeah. the time. And I think that's a big, like, puritanical yeah. thing, especially in Boston, which is, like, you can't have too much fun if you're doing something that's, like, serious. Right. Working out is serious yeah. business. Right. Yeah. Which is why that Zumba teacher was such a breath of fresh air for me. <laughs> And I think she actually was from California now that I'm yeah, thinking of it. makes sense. Um, yeah, there's definitely, I mean, there's just like goofy things that you're doing in these classes. And like, yes, it is funny. Yeah. And it's okay that it's funny. Yeah. I don't know. Do you ever feel like you're looking for something in the classes where like this could, this next thing could be the perfect thing? Or do you just do it for, like, a routine maintenance, like, to like move around? perfect in that, like, I will commit to this yeah. studio and just do this exercise. I think I stopped. I've given that up, like, searching for something that I want to commit to because I think I just get too bored. Like, I even have to change the classes I'm doing. Yeah. Because I think I, like, tend towards routines. Like, it just naturally starts to happen. But then I realize, like, I'm dreading going. And that's when I need to change it. So I think if I was always going to the same place. Because I go to the same place every day for work. Mm -hmm. And I do the same drive. And I drive home the same way. And that feels like doing that also with working out is too much monotony for me yeah. to handle. So you spice it up. I spice it up. So what do you think people can do if they have to drive a lot to Ugh. feel less crazy in their body. One thing you could do is listen to the podcast by Bianca Brady. <laughs> <laughs> um, I listen tip. to a lot of podcasts. It's, you know, music only gets you so far because then the songs start to feel, I mean, I drive sometimes two full hours a day and 
that's a lot of time in your car when you're like, I could be hanging out with a friend or like just taking a walk, playing with my dog, (laughs) like reading a book that I want to read. I don't like books on tape. I really enjoy the act of reading. Um, So I just listen to a lot of different podcasts and sometimes I hate listen, which I also recommend because that makes your ride feel spicy in a way. Yeah, you can get a little angry. Yeah, you get angry. You, like, think of the things you would say. Is there any, like, car yoga? Like, is there Mm. such a thing as that? Like a meditation? Has anybody invented? Oh, like an actual physical car yoga. I thought you were, like, metaphorically, like, you do a meditation (laughs) podcast. Any kind of, like, car exercises. Oh, I think if you clench your butt, honestly, this is a thing I've read. You clench your butt really hard for like 10 to 30 seconds at a time or something. I don't remember the intervals. And you do it like 10 times and then you take a break and then you do it again 10 times. I think that's really good for your butt muscles. Yeah, definitely. Um, That's the only thing I can think of because you don't have a lot of freedom of your arms or legs. Yeah. The butt's the only free part of yourself <laughs> in the car. Or maybe like clench your abs or put one yeah. of those electrodes on I your I think abs. those are bad. My friend bought one at Ocean State Job Lot when we were in middle <laughs> school and she was like really into it and did it a lot and then it started burning her and shocking her. No, that's not good. So she stopped. So I think those are still a no-go, especially while operating heavy machinery, just in case. So don't do that. Um, What do you think is like the most outrageous thing you've ever seen in a sporting context, whether it be high school, Worcester Academy team sport, in the gym, or in a class? Hmm. Wow. Does anything come to mind? That's tough. The most outrageous, like someone doing something really weird and bizarre or something Mm. that made you mad or something that made you happy um I'll talk about something that made me upset I went I and I think it was outrageous too I went to a gym in Boston and it came with like three free training sessions Mm -hmm. and I just remember the trainer telling me that he believed I could lose 15 pounds and just being like really upset and like mad at him. And I think he honestly thought it was like coming from a good place. Like Ugh. he was like, let me help you achieve your goals of losing 15 pounds. And I was like, I don't. That's not I my goal. I think that was my goal. I just wanted you to tell me I was really stronger than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> and. I just like thought I actually did. That's pretty outrageous for like a trainer, especially if you, I mean, I guess it would work on some people if you're like, yeah, you're right. I need to keep coming back to you and do more sessions. But for me, it was like really triggering in a bad way. Yeah, that's awful. I never went back. Good. But I think he was kind deep down. He just didn't. He was misguided. Yeah. Yeah. He thought he was telling you what you wanted to hear. Yeah. But he wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, and I think um, I've seen a few outrageous techniques, like <laughs> like someone doing push-ups. I remember this one guy when I went to school at BU would use the BU gym, and he would do these really fast but shallow push-ups where he wasn't actually pushing right. down at all. He was just sort of like Jostling. shaking the ground. Yeah, <laughs> but I always wondered, like in his mind, like was he just misjudging that he was 
did he think he was going down and up really fast or was he just like, this is a different kind of push-up that <laughs> I know about and it's working my triceps or something? I don't know. There's some, you can see some good techniques. Yeah, I once saw a guy on a rowing machine and I was like, you're gonna hurt yourself. <laughs> Stop it. He was like, his back was so like hunched and mm. bad. And I was like, somebody come get this guy. Yeah. I don't even know anything about rowing and I could tell <laughs> it was wrong. Like, if you were in a boat, you would be drowning right now. <laughs> there, I've also heard that there's someone at the LA Fitness in Hollywood that brings a wolf dog with him to the gym. No. Yeah, like a half wolf, half dog. Dog's maybe an LA urban legend. No, or? my friend has seen it. <laughs> and he the wolf just like watches this guy work out. Like he just brings this wolf. That's outrageous. It's I don't I don't know how he gets it in. It must be like a service animal of some sort. All right. So here's my last question for you. What would you say to somebody who like hasn't really worked out ever, and who maybe wants to go to the gym or go to class a class or run a mile, but is very intimidated mm -hmm. like by going to the gym and feels like out of place out of place yeah I mean the thing to remember is that everyone probably feels out of place to a certain extent every time they try something new and like especially in a class setting you're there's always like I feel like a lot of teachers are like who's here for the first time and like someone's always there for the first time so you're not the only person that doesn't know what they're doing and also we were talking about this this weekend like you are always the center of your own universe, but pretty much you're never the center of anyone <laughs> else's universe, especially when you're in public. Right. Like people are just doing their own thing when they're working out. Like they're there for themselves. They're thinking about their own form. They're not looking at you and like being like, <laughs> yeah, what a weird way to push up. Do you Except for me and that guy. <laughs> but that was more like I was a little worried about him. You were but like, like, And you were trying to figure it out. Yeah, I just think that you know, like it's, I don't know, it's hard to judge people in a class setting or like when you're running on the street, like it's just, you are doing it for yourself. And if you're there doing it for yourself, that's all you need to think about yeah. in that moment. It's fucking true. Solid. Yeah, I know. It gets in a lot of people's way, myself included, but we're here to tell you it's normal. Yeah. You're normal. I feel very weird because I try new places and I feel very out of place every time that I'm <laughs> trying a new thing. And I, you just like, you know that you're not doing it perfectly and you're just, you just have to try it for your own thing. Yeah. Like I'm not there to impress like the 12 random other people who I don't ever see. Right. And I will never see except maybe in this class setting. Right. Or the teacher because they're teaching me like, they're there to help why you. they're there yeah. yeah well I feel very California I feel super relaxed the light is yellowy mm -hmm. the breeze is very cute there's palm trees there's so many weird Classic trees yeah I took a very artful picture mm -hmm. of one yeah I'm surprised you still haven't posted it <laughs> <laughs> we will post it right after this <laughs> yeah um and thank you for spending the weekend with me. It was so fun. It was fun. so fun. It was so fun to be there with you and Ash. 
and Ash and Claire <laughs> and, <Claire>. and Ash. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thanks everyone for listening to the West Coast leg of Fitless. Um, I hope you're all doing okay. Three hours behind me. You're three hours older. You're three hours older. Um, but I'll see you soon. Special thanks to Bill Wadman, as always, for all of his help. And I love you. Bye-bye. I love you. Bye-bye.